What is up, my friends? Welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren, and it is, uh, what day is it? Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. I like to say that like Barbara Walters. 2020. Anybody else? Nah, anyways. Um, Bruins are in Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. We're going to tee up that game as well as have a brief discussion about the value of the President's Trophy and take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get to that, I'd like to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter.com at Ian C. McLaren. You can also follow uh, the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. If you're listening to this, chances are you've already found the podcast on your favorite uh, app, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. I would encourage you, if you're an Apple listener, to leave a rating and a review. That would be very much appreciated. And also tell a Bruins-loving friend or family member or even enemy. Uh, let's break down some walls here today about the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Uh, that would also be uh, pretty cool. So as I mentioned, the Bruins are... Uh, set to play the Lightning here on Tuesday evening. It's a 7.30 p.m. start, so you get that extra half hour. Comes in handy for me uh, as that's uh, bedtime around here, so hopefully the boys will be sleeping by the time uh, the puck drops. A couple notes from the morning skate here on Tuesday. Uh, Brad Marchand was absent from the morning skate, and apparently... Uh, he is feeling under the weather and is a game-time decision, according to head coach Bruce Cassidy. Uh, if Marchand is able to go, it appears as though uh, Anders Bjork will be the odd man out, meaning uh, Jake DeBrusque, who is skating on the top line in the morning skate, would be bumped down to the third line to play with Charlie Coyle, and Chris Wagner was up there actually on the third line as well. Um, and then Marchand, of course, would resume his natural spot on the top line. Um, if Marchand is unable to go, the lines would look like DeBrusque, Bergeron, Pasternak, Richie, Krejci, Kasha, Bjork, Coyle, Wagner, Corrali, Lindholm, and Nordstrom. Uh, so a bit of a different look to the lines without uh, Marchand in there. And again, if he is able to play, then DeBrusque would take Bjork's spot and Bjork would be the odd man out, uh, leaving Chris Wagner to play on the third line. Uh, which is a bit of a, a change as well. Defensive pairings were the same as usual. Chara McAvoy, Krug, Carlo, Grizzlick, Lozon, and then Tuka Rask is set to get the start here in this one. Uh, the Lightning and Bruins are, of course, in uh, a race for first in the Atlantic Division. The Lightning have kind of fallen off a little bit recently and are no longer uh, second overall to the Bruins. They are currently at 41-19-5 for 87 points through 65 games. They're tied with Colorado for third overall in points and one behind the St. Louis Blues. Uh, if we look at point percentage, uh, the Lightning are still right there. They do have a game in hand on the Bruins as well as on the uh, Blues. So right now they are tied with Colorado for second overall in terms of point percentage at 669, which is pretty nice for them. Boston first overall with 94 points, a 712 point percentage, uh, seven points ahead of the Lightning for first in the Atlantic. 
the Bruins and Lightning, as I talked with Adam Denker from the Locked on Lightning podcast yesterday. Uh, they play twice this week, uh, here tonight on Tuesday, uh, and then again back in Boston on Saturday. The Bruins will take on the Panthers uh, in between those two games on uh, Thursday, and it's a bit of a measuring stick game for the Bruins and also an opportunity for them to really uh, nail down the Atlantic Division lead for sure. Both teams made some noise prior to the trade deadline, and Charlie Coyle uh, on Monday said, we've all got our finalized rosters, no more trades being done. These are our teams, and we will see how we match up. They're a great team. We have to expect a really good game from them and return the favor. We want to be feeling good. We want to have a good game against these guys and see where we are. It's another two points. Big two points up for grabs against a team that is right behind us, so we want to take advantage of that. Um, Tory Krug added head-to-head matchups this time of year, had the ability to push a team down or bring a team up. It's an opportunity for us, and it will start on Tuesday and see how things go from there. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Brad Marshine may be out on the Bruins side of things. Steven Stamkos will be out for the Lightning. He had surgery on Monday to repair a core muscle injury, and he'll be out about uh, six to eight weeks. Um, you know, a big loss for the Lightning. Krug said he's a great two-way player, their leader. Anytime you lose a leader, it hurts the locker room and the team. Uh, they do have guys pulling their weight, stepping up, uh, but it's another loss for their lineup, and they're going to have to try to overcome it, same as Boston will if um, Marshawn's out tonight. Uh, on the Tampa side of things, they added uh, Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow, as well as defenseman Zach Bogosian prior to the deadline. Um, head coach Bruce Cassidy said uh, Goodrow's a big body. Pat Maroon, who signed in the offseason, is as well. Uh, they have more speed down the bottom of the lineup. They've added a couple bigger pieces, and that could be the effect of losing to Columbus from last year. They want to be more competitive on the puck. Um, and uh, it really looked like the Lightning were kind of loading up a bit for uh, maybe a push against the Bruins, maybe the Blues again later on in the playoffs if it comes to that. Uh, Chris Wagner, I mentioned he will be in the lineup. He missed Saturday's game with an upper body injury, suffered last Thursday. He'll be back and looks like he'll uh, get a third line spot with uh, either uh, Bjork, Coyle, Brusque, and Coyle if Marchand's able to come back. Uh, the odd man out here is uh, the odd man out here is Carson Kuhlman, uh, who's going to take this one in from the press box. It looks like uh, so. Yeah, big big game for sure for uh, for the Bruins. Uh, not exactly make or break, but I know that they would like to put some more space between them and the Lightning. And um, yeah, big opportunity here for for that to happen. Now, I thought today I'd just talk a little bit about the President's Trophy and Boston kind of being the front runners to win that trophy at the moment. Uh, they are currently first overall in the NHL, and the President's Trophy, of course, is an award presented by the NHL to the team that finishes with the most points during the NHL regular season. If two teams tie for the most points, the trophy goes to the team with the most wins. The President's Trophy has been awarded 33 times to 17 different teams since its inception during the 1985-86 season. Now, we all know the 
President's Trophy winner is guaranteed home ice advantage in all four rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs, provided they advance that far. However, it doesn't guarantee success in the postseason. Only eight winners have gone on to win the Stanley Cup. Three other teams reached the final but failed to win. The last team to win both the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup in the same season was the 2012-13 Chicago Blackhawks. The only team to accomplish it more than once is the Detroit Red Wings. So the question today that I bring to you is, should we care about the President's Trophy? Our Boston Bruins have won the President's Trophy on two occasions, the first being in 1989-90, where they finished with 101 points. They won by two points and lost in the Stanley Cup final to the Edmonton Oilers that year. They next won it back in 2013-14. This was after uh, losing to the Blackhawks in the final the previous year, and the Blackhawks uh, were, as I mentioned, the last team to win both the President's Trophy and the Cup final in 2013. Boston lost in the final uh, in 2013, rebounded by winning the President's Trophy with 117 points, and then lost in the second round of the playoffs to the Montreal Canadiens. So mixed results there for the Bruins. After winning the President's Trophy, um, as I mentioned, the biggest benefit is that the President's Trophy winner is guaranteed to uh, have home ice advantage in all four rounds of the playoffs uh, if they make it that far. In recent years, winners have not fared very well in the uh, playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning, of course, won the President's Trophy last season with 128 points, a 21-point margin of victory and they were swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round. Uh, in 2017-2018, the Nashville Predators won the President's Trophy. They lost in the second round to the Winnipeg Jets. The Washington Capitals won the President's Trophy in both 2015-16 and 2016-17, and then lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second round of the playoffs. The Penguins went on to win the Cup uh, in both of those seasons. And then prior to that, we had the Rangers winning the President's Trophy. They lost in the conference finals to the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2015. Uh, and then I mentioned the Bruins win in 2014. So a lot of people think uh, it's not, not that it's not worth winning the President's Trophy, but maybe there's a curse. Maybe there's um, a lack of motivation because you kind of coasted through the regular season. Uh, Boston is in a pretty tight race this year, as we talked about earlier with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I don't think there would be any complacency on their part, seeing as they came oh so close last season and um, are hungry to avenge that loss to the St. Louis Blues. One thing that was pointed out by uh, Ian Cooper of the Toronto Star back in uh, 2015 is... If you're betting on one team to win the Stanley Cup, picking the best team during an 82-game regular season is a good call. Regular season success, of course, may not be valued as much as in the postseason. However, you know the fact that you are the best team in the NHL over the course of 82 games uh, certainly should mean something. Uh, it's not the be-all and end-all, and it doesn't guarantee a Stanley Cup, but it's still uh, noteworthy to be the best team uh, in the course of the regular season. One thing that could work against the Bruins, however, is the fact that um, if a team dominates a weak division, this is again from that Toronto Star article back in 2015, 
Its shortcomings should become apparent once it faces stiffer competition from the rest of the conference. With the NHL's return to a divisional playoff format with a wild card thrown in, it will be interesting to see if we return to an era where President's Trophy winners are better insulated from early defeat. Uh, what that means is, you know, the Atlantic Division has not been strong this season. Uh, the Bruins are the best team, and um, Tampa Bay Lightning's close on their heels. But after that, Toronto's been okay. Uh, the rest of the division has not been very great at all. In fact, pretty disappointing. The Metro is where the strength is, and that's where we saw even last year with Tampa Bay facing a hot Blue Jackets team that had loaded up prior to the deadline, and that caused them to, uh, you know, fritter away their regular season success. So if the Bruins are matched up with a Metropolitan Division opponent in the first round, uh, they'll have to be careful not to take that for granted and to really keep their feet on the gas uh, in that first round uh, for sure. So all that to say, President's Trophy is not meaningless in my estimation. Uh, it shows that you were the best team over an 82-game schedule. 82 games is obviously a bigger sample size than the postseason. Uh, it's not a completely balanced schedule. Uh, the fact that the Bruins got to play some of these weaker Atlantic Division opponents is a factor, although let's not forget that Boston has lost twice to Detroit this season, and the record should be even better than it is based on those two losses, which were kind of ridiculous. But um, yeah, all that to say, I'm rooting for the Bruins to win the President's Trophy. They've only done it twice before. It doesn't guarantee success, but it shows uh, how well they did in the regular season. Uh, it, it kind of yeah validates how fun it's been to watch them this year and how good the team is on paper and... Um, they should have a very good chance of making it back to the Stanley Cup final this year. Uh, so that's my take on things. Uh, I won't get a President's Trophy t-shirt per se, but uh, it's still a cool thing and validates, yeah, again, how, how good this team is, what Don Sweeney's done uh, in keeping this team competitive over the past several years. And uh, while it doesn't guarantee playoff success, it uh, means that they certainly are a favorite and a force to be reckoned with in the postseason. Let's end today's show by taking a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Darren Dreger of TSN here on Tuesday around uh, lunchtime has uh, reported that after three years of discussion, it appears the NHL will amend the offside rule. Skate in the air or breaking the, breaking the plane is expected to be part of the change. This is something that uh, the Bruins have been victim of a few times this season where, you know, there's a very marginal offside. There's a skate up uh, that's barely over the line. doesn't really affect the course of play if it happened 30 seconds prior. But even still, if it's uh, above the plane or skate in the air, then uh, that looks like it will be a change, which is uh, great news for the NHL. And that's coming out of the... NHL general managers meetings, which are currently being held in uh, Boca Raton, Florida. Another issue that they discussed uh, on Monday was the emergency backup goalie situation. There was some rumblings that um, there may be a change to that after uh, David Ayers came in last weekend 
uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes and recorded a win over the Toronto Maple Leafs, which we all love to see. After discussing it on Monday, the general managers decided to uh, keep the status quo on emergency backup goalies. No changes to the emergency goalie protocol. Only David Ayers and Chicago's Scott Foster have been pressed into action over the last four seasons with nearly 5,000 games played during that span. So it's a very rare uh, thing. The rule as it's written and as it will remain is uh, teams are allowed to dress any available goalkeeper who is eligible, uh, usually restricting teams to using amateurs to fill in uh, when called upon. Uh, So yeah, that's, the situation with e-bugs, they will remain e-bug forever, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, Monday night in Nashville, the uh, Edmonton Oilers embarrassed the Predators 8-3. to Both Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid had huge games. Dreisaitl had four goals. McDavid had four assists. Uh, they are both now first and second in terms of NHL scoring. Uh, Dreisaitl Leads the NHL in total points with 107. McDavid has 94. Uh, and Pasternak is in third at 91 points. Uh, Dreisaitl is also inching up the goal-scoring leaders. He's now four, oh, sorry, third as Alex Ovechkin and Austin Matthews tied in second at 45. David Pasternak is first at 47. And Dreisaitl now has 43 uh, Sebastian Ajo of the Carolina Hurricanes, well back in fifth at 36 goals. So uh, those two Edmonton players are locking down the Art Ross race, as it seems. Uh, Pasternak still up there in third with a chance at, uh, a very good chance at topping uh, 100 points. Uh, 50 goals looks like it will be on the table as well. So um, hopefully he can hold on to the goals race. Uh, while these two Oilers kind of run away with the points total. Uh, Dreisaitl looks to have the Art Ross locked up for sure in case, unless, sorry, he um, has an injury situation. Uh, but uh, he's, yeah, on pace to have one of the best seasons in like 20 years or something like that. Uh, Atlantic Division nudes looks like Cody Cece and Morgan Riley could return uh, sometime next week to the Maple Leafs lineup. They've been rolling with a bunch of AHL guys. With those two and Jake Muzzin out of the lineup, uh, looks like they have staved off the Panthers in the race for third in the Atlantic. They have a five-point lead, I think, right now. Panthers, very disappointing. And, um, yeah, uh, those two guys coming back will be big. And hopefully it's, uh, you know, Toronto, Tampa Bay in the first round. Uh, Actually, not hopefully, because we all know Boston – uh, fares pretty well against the Leafs, so uh, I don't really think it matters who it is, but um, again, as I talked about before, I like to see the Bruins run the table, finish first, get the President's Trophy, enter the playoffs on a high note, and as um, the favorites to come out of the East, or the Atlantic Division at the very least. I wanted to end the show by just mentioning uh, Nashville. Uh, last night, after the game against the Oilers, there was a tornado that hit uh, the city pretty much directly, I guess the east side of Nashville. Uh, Nashville Predators tweeted out, There aren't any perfect words to say on days like this. Our hearts are broken for all the people affected by the storms, and we pray for quick healing. 
I believe there were some fatalities in this. Uh, we send our thoughts and love to the people of Nashville, to the Predators. Uh, very difficult situation going on down there. And uh, just pray that everyone is able to come back from the storm uh, better than ever down there in Detroit. So we're thinking of you guys. And uh, yeah, all the best. That's it for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I see on Twitter right now there's some uh, debates heating up about the Hart Trophy winner, whether it should be McDavid, Dreisaitl, they should split the vote, or whether uh, our boy David Pasternak should be in the conversation, which I really think that he should. Uh, maybe we'll tackle that later on this week. Uh, tomorrow we'll open up the mailbag, so if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up at LO underscore Boston Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. Enjoy tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Don't forget it's a 7.30 start, so you get that extra 30 minutes to uh, prepare and uh, send your positive vibes down to Florida to the Bruins. Thank you all for taking some time to listen today. I hope you have a great Tuesday wherever you are, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Go Bees!